Welcome to Counterthought, a podcast conserving America's freedom, culture, and values. This is Brian Kletter, the creator and host of the podcast. You can engage with the podcast on Instagram at counter underscore thought or at Counterthought CEO and on our Facebook page, Counterthought Podcast. For audio versions of the podcast, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. And for video versions of the podcast, join us on YouTube at the Counterthought channel. Let's go. Muriel Bowser and Eric Adams, two progressive Democrat mayors, cry foul over the strain that illegal immigration is causing on their cities. Are Democrats, though, finally learning the lesson that progressivism has consequences? Welcome to another episode of Counterthought. So this past week, the mayor of New York City, Eric Adams, the mayor of Washington, D.C., Muriel Bowser, cry foul, start complaining, start whining, whatever you want to call it, about the strain that illegal immigration is having on their cities. Now New York has millions of people. I believe it's around 8 million, 9 million people. Washington, D.C., millions of people. And Muriel Bowser famously last week was exposed for writing two letters to first um, the Defense Department and then also to the White House in late July asking for the National Guard to help service the new 4,000 immigrants that have arrived in her city. Now, if you remember going back a couple of months, the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, said, hey, you know, if the Biden administration, if the federal government is not going to do their job on the southern border, then what I'm going to do as the governor of Texas is ask any immigrant who is here waiting for their hearing to raise their hand if they would like to go to Washington, D.C. And we saw footage of the first bus of immigrants arriving on a charter bus from Texas, arriving in Washington, D.C., right outside the Capitol. And yeah, sure, that was like a little political stunt, but Abbott has seen it through that, hey, you know, I'm not playing around. If you're not going to do your job, then one of the things I'm going to do in response here to the southern border as the governor of Texas is ship the illegal immigrants up to where the lawmakers are, up to where the White House, the president of the United States is located in Washington, D.C. And even months before that, we started to see, you know, videos being captured of immigrants being moved in the night like at 3 a.m., 4 a.m., and arriving in parts of New York City and other parts of the Northeast with some suspect security, right? You know, just like, hey, you're off the plane. You know, we'll look over here while you go over there. And, you know, maybe we'll see you in your court date. So there is some political gamesmanship going on here, but there is also real consequences because New York City, Washington, D.C., I believe, you know, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Seattle, all of these cities going back a few years ago were saying, hey, we're going to be sanctuary cities. They did this in response to Trump and his pro-Southern border, you know, build the wall. They did this in response. So that itself was, you know, politics. But as these two mayors and others are learning now, like, hey, there are actually consequences to illegal immigration. We're having millions upon millions. We had 2 million people last year come across the southern border, 2 million encounters. And they're said to be, you know, hundreds of thousands of 
gotaways, as they're referred to, those are the immigrants who come across our border. And, you know, the Border Patrol, DEA, whoever is down there, you know, the Texas National Guard, whomever, these are the individuals that they are expecting they actually do not have contact with, that they do not encounter. People who just come into our country and roam free. So now that these immigrants are going to these, quote, sanctuary cities, which sounded great at the time, right? You know, sounded great for politics. Hey, you know, we are welcoming to all people. That's what the progressive Democrats say. We are welcoming. We want everyone to have a chance here in the United States. We just come on in. We will support you. We will give you the American dream. But how about that American dream for those who are struggling and are currently on those same social programs that are actually American citizens? Yeah, well, they got pushed to the back burner, right? You know, oh, talk about wages. We're here for wages. We want, you know, wage growth in $15 an hour. But yet these millions of illegal immigrants that are getting come, being able to come to this country, they will do work for fractions of the dollar. And also the corporations, as we saw, you know, like fast food chains, for instance, a lot of them immediately started figuring out, hey, well, how can we automate this service that we're providing people? And then that creates less jobs. So this goes back again, you know, another example of how the fundamental flaw of today's progressivism, progressive left, is that they just feel like they have to continue to move down the track towards the edge of the cliff, even though they are not actually progressing, they're not improving anything. So the Democrats are hopefully are starting to learn that there are actually consequences to what they say, to their actions. Meanwhile, you know, before Governor Abbott was starting to send these immigrants up to Washington, D.C., these same mayors and same governors of these blue states and the sanctuary cities were saying, oh, well, you know, that's, that's Texas's problem now. Like, why can't you support it? You know, why can't the towns along the southern border of maybe 10,000, 25,000, maybe 50,000 people, why can't, why can't you support the flood of millions of immigrants that are coming across? You know, reports that immigrants are being found on the farms of landowners down there, cattle ranchers and the like, some of them dead. You know, how humane is that? We're talking about a humanitarian crisis, but then, you know, you don't hear anything about all of the, the horrendous stories that come from, whether it's crime, you know, whether it's rape, whether it's children who are dying trying to cross the border. You don't hear anything about that. You know, they don't pipe up about that. But when it starts to affect them, then they start crying foul. Oh my gosh, you know, we're a city of millions of people and we have 4,000 and that's causing a strain on our, on our social systems. I've made a TikTok video about this. <laughs> I made a TikTok video about this. It got, you know, however many thousands of views or whatever, but someone actually came on and commented. And one of the points they're making is, you know, Hey, if, if governor Abbott wasn't sending these immigrants directly to Washington DC, then it wouldn't be a strain. And then therefore illegal immigration would would be okay because it wouldn't be a strain on the system. Well, the flaw in that thinking and that argument is the fact that sure, Abbott sent them directly to Washington DC because those immigrants raised their hand. I think that's the kind of the legal loophole. Abbott couldn't just put them on the bus and send them. They had to, you know, go along with it. The immigrants had to go along with it. But the, the flaw in that thinking, that argument, the, the downfall of it is the fact that you are assuming that those immigrants, you know, wouldn't go to Washington DC. And that's how I responded to, to that comment. I was like, you know, all Abbott did was he just sped up the process. You cannot assume that those 4,000 illegal immigrants 
weren't going to wind up in Washington, D.C.? You can't assume that. You can't assume that the thousands that are showing up in New York City wouldn't have gone there anyway. I mean, that's where the people are. That's where the jobs are, right? So to say like, oh, you know, there wouldn't have been a strain on the system if it wasn't a direct shot, direct pipeline straight to these cities. I mean, you can't, you can't say that. All it did was speed up the timeline. And this just goes to the point that we have a lot of social, you know, systems in place to try to help those in America, but most of them, if not all of them are strained already. And then to use the veil of humanitarian aid to welcome in millions of people who don't have a right to be in this country is putting a strain actually harming the Americans that you also say that you care for. You know, the progressive Democrats, what I'm noticing more and more, and I hope you are noticing as well, one of the many downfalls of their, of their arguments, of their logic, of their, of their platform, whatever you want to call it, is again that they, they say they, they care for one group, and then they say they care for another group, but they don't have the, the, the forethought, you know, the, the sight down the road, to, further down the road to say, hey, what happens when these two groups collide? This illegal immigration and the strain on, you know, the, the social programs in New York and Washington, D.C. is a perfect example of that. They want to help the illegal immigrants. They want to give them aid and everything else that they need because they are, you know, it's a humanitarian crisis. They are coming here and claiming asylum because things are not going well for them or they're being threatened in their country, which is terrible for those individuals. I cannot relate to that. That has never happened to me. Thank you, Lord. I'm glad I live here in the United States of America. But at the same time, they didn't think far enough down the road that, hey, you know, we might actually not be able to support not only those illegal immigrants in our sanctuary cities, but then we also won't be able to support with our already struggling and strained social systems of the American citizens who are already within the program. So you say you want to have, they say they want to have humanitarian aid. They want to do good by these people, but yet doing good by the illegal immigrants, you are doing wrong by the American citizens. Now I'm for, I'm pro immigration. If you come through the right way and you can, you know, contribute to America, but the progressive Democrats, they're wanting to turn a blind eye to all of the, again, the, the crime, the sex trafficking, the drug trafficking, all the negative things, all the consequences, the negative consequences that are coming from illegal immigration. And I hope one of what they are learning from this, sure, they're going to say that they're going to blame Abbott as I've already talked about, but I hope, hope that what they're learning from this is the fact that you know, hey, there maybe there there actually are consequences to this to these things that we're saying. I thought they would learn that with the whole defund the police. They only kind of changed their narrative because of polling. They're like, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, maybe we should stay away from the quote defund the police. You know, maybe we shouldn't use that phrase. I think even Obama said like that was a bad idea. So then you know they had to do something. But a lot of these examples, whether it's defund the police, the illegal immigration. It is hurting the most vulnerable people. Going back to the pandemic and keeping the, the, the schools closed, the public schools. Teachers unions saying, hey, you know, we're all about the kids. Well, yeah, well, the kids were the ones who were suffering the most. Studies now are starting to come out with, with data that shows, I read an article, I forget, it was the American Enterprise Institute, something like that. 
came out with this study that found, you know, 1.3 million kids basically have not gone back to school. Not because they're not allowed to go back to school, but just because they dropped out in their, you know, their, their home life, whatever, maybe their lack of, you know, household income, maybe they're like an impoverished family. They just are not going back to school. They've fallen through the cracks. Talking about kids now or this generation now that's in school, you know, K through 12 is going to be giving up trillions of potential income because of the, the after effects, the, the consequences, the negative consequences of losing a year to two years of education. Talking about how now children, their finding studies are also more likely to have mental health issues because of this. A lot of the, a lot of the children, not only like more likely, but are actually showing upon millions of kids say that they are having mental health issues. So it seems, or actually it is the case that as these progressive Democrats are trying to, you know, help one group, they're actually hurting the most vulnerable. But yet they say that they support and that they are the party, they are the, the squad, the whatever, the advocates for those less fortunate individuals. And the way I signed off on that TikTok video was stating that these progressive Democrats, they say that they care about the impoverished groups, the less fortunate. But then when they also advocate for, um, for policies and practices that take away from those um, least advantaged children, families, adults, veterans, whatever group it is, that is a back-ass way of showing that you really care for those individuals. So I'm hoping that maybe one of these instances, because defund the police, they just changed their narrative because of politics. Maybe illegal immigration, they'll, they're changing their narrative. You know, they're finding a way to blame a Republican, right? That's, that's the political way. But even some of these Democrat House um, representatives and senators, like in Arizona, are, you know, waving the flag to the White House, to Congress, saying like, hey, we need help down here. I'm getting killed. Also, politics, everything, I guess, is tied to politics, but... You know, even these Democrats in these border states are starting to wave the flag to the White House, to Congress, to their to their um, their congressional delegations and everything, and saying like, "We need, we need help. We need to change the message. This is real. It may not affect you in these other cities, these other states, but down here where we are, it affects us." So maybe a couple of them could be like the drop in the bucket, right? That has a ripple effect. I doubt it, but I can hope. I can hope because we've seen defund the police, shutting schools down, the different policies throughout the pandemic. And now this illegal immigration is the next best chance for the progressive Democrats to actually change their ways and actually think far enough down the road and pause and stop and say, hey, what good is going to come from this? And also, what bad is going to come from this? And then put them on the scales, right? Weigh out the decision that needs to be made. Is actual progress, progress meaning something improved upon, 
is that the result of our next action? Because again, every single time it seems like they're doing one thing, it is just actually moving them closer and closer to the edge of the cliff. So one of the things that we need to do, and this is what, this is what Trump got dogged for, right? Was, you know, he was talking about America first, America first, wanting America to be first, make America great again, take care of our country, you know, with our foreign policy, you know, going to, to NATO or, or G7 or whatever and saying like, Hey, you know, we're actually paying for your payments, like for the defense funds and, and everything else, but saying, Hey, you know, we need to look out for the United States best interest. We need to look out for our own. You know, we need to bring manufacturing back here. Biden has piggybacked off that with his build back better, trying to, you know, bring manufacturing back here. The pandemic revealed a lot of that as well. You know, we were dependent and relying upon too many things coming from other countries that we ourselves in America could make. And that's one of the downfalls of capitalism, right? That's what it led to. It's going to be another episode sometime in the future. I'm sure I'll talk about that. But we need to focus on America and there is no shame in that. So as more, so as these progressive Democrats continue to try to roll out their policies that tries to please everyone, but actually ends up hurting those who are less fortunate, who have the least. We need to stand up for those individuals and actually be the party to care for Americans first and make sure that our country is taken care of so then we can take care of others. So once more, I'm hoping that these progressive Democrats are starting to learn that there are real consequences to their actions and to their policies. And it is up to us, the American people, the registered voters, to show them how much this, these policies of theirs are to their detriment. Whenever we hit the polls now in the midterms, and then again in 2024. Thank you for listening to Counterthought, a podcast conserving America's freedom, culture, and values. Remember to subscribe and like or rate the podcast on your podcast app or on YouTube. And engage with the podcast on Instagram at counter underscore thought at counterthought CEO or on Facebook at counterthought podcast.